Yo, what's good? Welcome to episode three of the Lario Show. I have here my co-host John Phelps. Going on? <laughs> How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? <laughs> Yo, again, thank you for joining us. Again, in every episode from now until forever, we're going to be giving away a copy of FL Studio Producer Edition. In the comments, what you have to do is you have to know the keyword. The keyword is going to be at a random point in this video. I don't know when. John doesn't know when. Nobody knows. But I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to randomly stop in the middle of the video somewhere and I'm going to say a random keyword that comes to mind. Whoever comments it is going to be entered and I'm going to pick one person every week to win a copy of FL Producer Edition. Shouts out Image Line. Shout out to Image Line for supplying it. Yeah. I mean, let's just get right into it. We had a good week. We got a good Phenomenal couple of weeks. Week. Yeah, people good have been, couple episodes. The reaction continues to just be amazing. Like Ridiculous. The, the fact that people are so like tapped in with what we're talking about and that we've like just been able to identify, I don't know, sort of like a niche audience of people that are out there. Like mm -hmm. some of these I don't know if you've been keep I've, oh, been, I've been, been all the notifications, bro. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah. I've been in the comments. I've been you know, I'm heavily involved in the comments. I love I love it. I I love interacting. I love answering questions. I love Yeah. you know, just everything about it, bro. Every, everything about this community is just so fire to me. Like the FL community, even other people like I come across that use other DAWs like they're low key like jealous of the FL community because of how strong it is and how many of us there are. People in other DAWs wish that they had something like FL. I think that there's like they a do. They admit it too, and it's not even like one of those things where we're like, ah, look at you, your community yeah. isn't good. It's not even like that. <laughs> it's just like it is. It, it it got like this. I don't know how. It just yeah. over the years it got like this, and it is what it is. And it's just you know top tier community. Mm -hmm. No, for real. I mean, you see it in the comments. It's all like super positive. All people drop. I mean, this dude just, this dude dropped in with a citrus drop, which, yep. by the way, big fan of that. We talked about that on the last episode, where yep. it's like citrus underrated plugin. Slept on. Heavily. We're gonna have to make some some citrus yep. content because I think uh, it, yeah, it could, I, think I think I'm gonna have to. wicked crazy. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely gonna have to. One thing that was interesting was like people asking if uh, if you can use stock plugins even if you're making like a complete song, mm -hmm. which I think was interesting because that means that people are, are kind of like wondering, are these plugins just for making beats? And it's like, no, these, these plugins are useful for start to finish. Like, you know, everything from compressing your drums and limiting your drum sounds to like limiting and compressing and EQing your master on your final song. Mm -hmm. It like, it goes all the way through and like, right. it's testament to how all-inclusive the FL Studio yeah, it's, software is. It's it's top to bottom. It's it's top packed, to bottom. It's packed with the instruments and mixing and effects plugins. Mm -hmm. It's like no other it's like no other dog. For sure. There's so many that you will not be able to touch all of them in years. I've yeah. been doing this, it's it's coming on twenty years soon. Mm -hmm. And there's plugins that I haven't touched. It's just there there are there's just too many. The biggest thing is um learn to me is learning what the what the what the quality is of the plugin and what the desired effect is and that's when you start to you know once you understand it at that level that's when you realize like oh yeah like i can start to finish use these tools included i think that um you know nothing against anybody you know dropping a comment but like uh you know it's like when you get out of the habit of using like presets and you start just like tweaking the knobs mm -hmm. And then you start to hear like what actually is going on within the plugin. You know what I'm saying? And it's I think time. Like, you just gotta spend the time. Spend the time. Get the reps in. Get the experience points mm -hmm. in. You know, I love talking yep. about the XP for yep. real, for real. <laughs> get the hours yep. in. 
You know what I mean? Sit Definitely. down with it. You know, um, like how many beats have you just made where it slaps and it was just off like laptop speakers? A bunch. A bunch. A bunch. And I think part of the reason why is because you're listening for different stuff. You're mm -hmm. like, if it smacks on that laptop speaker, mm -hmm. just coming straight out of it. You know just, it's going to smack somewhere else. It's going to yeah. hit in so a, hard. In a system, yeah. And, right. you know, you focus less on, you know, certain, like, extra extra stuff, like, trying to, like, you know, EQ every single mm -hmm. little thing out, and you just focus on that slap. Oh, man. If you've ever made a banging laptop speaker beat, <laughs> drop a comment. We got sure. to see these laptops. <laughs> yeah, or a beats. phone beat. Because, like phone I said, beats, in the, I yeah. think in the first episode, how many people are talking about FL Studio yeah. Mobile and making beats on their phone? I mean, the phone test is the test, right? Because yeah. that's where the majority of people are listening to their music. Phone test. So there's a lot of producers out there making beats on their phones, but maybe like you said too, is just maybe earbuds mm -hmm. or the iPhone speaker itself or an mm -hmm. Android speaker, and that's it. Yeah. And it slaps on there. If you can hear the 808 through a phone speaker, the 808, it's, it's good to go. It's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there. Yeah. Um, is yeah. there any other? There was a couple other comments I think you mentioned earlier too. Like there was some good comments in there. Somebody dropped SAR in there. SAR? SAR. I, I, I was saying that earlier too. Like I don't, I can't use SAR for some reason anymore. I stopped. Well, I gave up. Like I said, I gave up on uh, Toxic Biohazard. Yep. I gave up on SAR. <laughs> it's even hard to say. SAR? SAR. Yeah, I Sawyer. thought it was Sawyer for the longest. So it's I just S-A-W-E-R, right? SAR. 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 Such a hard thing to say. It's like you can't even say SAR. for yeah. like. <laughs> My like Rhode Island accent, I just want to say SAR. Saw. 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 Why you saw? <laughs> I use saw. <laughs> you see me using saw? <laughs> I see saw. <laughs> I see well, saw. Well, I use saw. <laughs> Dinosaur. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying saw, to find I can't. I can't. Um, it's like Slayer. Do you remember? You know Slayer? You know no. what Slayer is? What? No. If we're going to talk about like. The band? If we're going to talk about best FL plugins, like let's mm. maybe talk about a couple of the worst ones. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? That would be funny. In yeah. my opinion, the worst VST in FL, and I think even FL will probably attest to it one, mm. being one of the worst, just sound wise, is Slayer. It's a guitar plugin, oh but it's God. the fakest guitar sound you'll ever hear the in your life. The noodliest. And I, if I. Not to say that you can't use it and be creative with it and make a Grammy award-winning song with it because it's anything is possible and there's no rules, but this, my opinion, <laughs> horrible guitar sound. Uh. It's the fakest guitar you'll ever hear, which is why you don't hear a lot of guitar or see a lot of guitar plugins out there on the market because it's so hard to emulate mm. a real guitar with a plugin. Right. They tried with Slayer in probably early 2000s, maybe... Even in the late 90s, whenever they made this thing, just a little square has a guitar on it, blue, I think a blue guitar, and it's bad. Whenever I hear a beat with that, I'm like, yo, I know they use Slayer. I know for a fact they use Slayer. Mine, my like least favorite uh, plugin when I see it on like somebody's mix or whatever, and I instantly just go like to judgment mode. Is sound goodizer. Oh yeah. If somebody puts sound goodizer on their shit, I'm like, I know <laughs> this is gonna sound awful, dude. Cause those those plugins, I mean, listen, dude, that it's kicking up every frequency that's mm. in there. And usually when people are putting sound goodizer on it, they haven't even EQ'd or leveled out anything that's not supposed yeah. to be there. And sound goodizer is just kicking up all that yeah. dog shit. And most of the time it's people that don't know. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't even know what that sound good eyes is doing. Yeah. It's compressing and limiting oh the shit God. out of everything. 
But uh, what I heard, I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments, but this is what I heard. And I can't remember where I heard this information from, but it's very, <laughs> in, very interesting <laughs> about Sound Goodizer. Yeah. Might have been from an FLP. Some lore. Some Sound Goodizer lore. So, Sound Goodizer, what's going on in the background is Maximus. Oh, and they're just like probably cranking up the pre or the post they, game or so, something. So, in the back end of that, they're uh -huh. using Maximus. Maybe not in every single preset, but I think in, in the majority, if not all of those presets, could be 100% wrong. Somebody fact check me. We don't have Jamie here from Joe Rogan's. So I don't know. <laughs> hey, pull that up. I mean, we got Merc. What's in the background? What's running in the background of Sound Goodizer? And I'm pretty sure it uh, has a lot to do with compression and Maximus. That's what it sounds like. When I listen to Sound Goodizer, all I hear is mush. Yeah. It just sounds like whatever you're just cement blocking in place and then cranking up every single frequency in the mix. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of bad. Sound Goodizer gets a bad rep. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things, if you know what's going on with it, if you know what it's doing. Yeah. I think you could get away with using it. And now, so every me, every producer meme in the in the world is like, you know, Sound Goodizer. <laughs> I put ten Sound Goodizers on my master. The Sound Goodizer big knob controls the same parameter as the LMH knob, LMH mix knob on Maximus. Uh huh. I was right. That is the mix between plug-in input and low, medium, and high compressor output. Yeah. Where's that? Where's the, do you know where that um where that is coming from? Is that coming from ImageLine itself? Yeah. So I think I, I, I think was right. So. It is it's coming from Maximus. And it's just it's just cranking up every single one of those frequency bands. Yeah. And then you only have the you know the A, B, C, and D presets. Yeah. And that's you what it's doing. You have like literally the bare minimum control over what is being hiked up yeah. is the issue. I mean if you So if I you know somewhat what you're doing. If you want to do like if you know, all right, you know, uh setting C on Sound Goodizer hikes up, you know, this certain way that I like, and it works really well on, like, you know, certain quality instruments, like a guitar or, like, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, or, like, it works really well on a uh, an electric bass or mm -hmm. something, absolutely use it. But when I see that shit on somebody's master chain, I'm like, that, we're going to have to revise yeah. this. You might as well, so you're better off going to, if you got it on your master, you might be better off going, you have more control and more preset options, too. You might be better off just going to Maximus and mm -hmm. finding one of the mastering presets on there and messing around yeah. with that and see if it sounds good. The Master Aid one? Yeah. They have like a classic master. Me. They have a lot of uh, mastering presets inside of Maximus yeah. that I don't think a lot of people talk about either. Like Maximus is one of those underrated slept on plugins too. For sure. For mastering. Mm -hmm. Like we have a stock mastering plugin in even FL as a DSer too if you ever use Maximus for DSer with the split band that's good stuff. I have because as far as my knowledge goes, we don't have a stock DSer. Mm -hmm. I always usually would go to the Waves DSer mm -hmm. if I wanted an actual DSer or Maximus. Yeah, the Maximus DSer is nice. I mean, I like to turn on that little, um, like, what's it called when you can actually see the signal coming through? Oh, like the spectrum? Right. Like the, yeah. yeah. And then spectrum you can, view. You can just find that little heat hot map, spot. Heat map it, view, heat I think. Map, yeah. yeah. And just take, yep. it, take it right out. You know what I mean? Yep. The only thing is if you sweep too hard into it, and that's why you really got to listen, you can dull a lot of the vocals because it doesn't it doesn't snipe the S's. Mm -hmm. It just like kind of finds the top, top, top end of whatever's going through right. and, and kind of rolls it off, it sounds like. Gotcha. It doesn't just like pluck it out where, where some DSers are able to just like find it. 
Yeah, I like the uh, I like the waves one. It has it's just like very simple mm. issues. I wish that's one thing I wish FL had like its own dedicated DSer. Mm-hmm. I, it could be. Bro, I gotta could be coming up. It, it might know. there might be one in the in the patch or presets, in the mixing side of things. Which hmm. um, we'll get to that a little bit later when we talk about <laughs> something. <laughs> we have the yeah, we got a nice little segment coming up later. Uh, in the last episode we did because I want I, only reason I say this and not doing it right now is because I I, I want to. I wanted to touch on one more thing before that, but yeah. last episode we had a segment. We talked about the five favorite VST instruments stock. Today we're going to be doing the five, our five each favorite uh, mixing plugins stock, yeah. effects or mixing plugins stock. I can't wait! I can't wait! No. <laughs> I can't wait! Um, but I, I th- this thought just randomly came to my head. I didn't even have this like anywhere written down, but I just thought of it like, uh, when it comes to drums, mm. when it comes to making drums, there's I think two different producers in the space, right? It, it, FL producers, two different types of FL producers. One is a step sequencer all the way through and through, and the other guy is the playlist. Yeah, the playlist. So which which producer are you? Are you uh, a stock? I mean, are you a channel rack producer or mm-hmm. are you a playlist drum producer? So this is funny. I like. <laughs> I'll I'll start and say step sequencer. I'm in there. Um, but for some reason, I always drop my symbols and my reverse symbols into the playlist. Me too. I never, I never Me put too. them into the step sequencer, but I, I keep with the step sequencer for the most Me part too. with my, with my beats. Um, I don't know. just kind of how I started with it. Um, but I've made a few beats in the playlist. It's just like, to me, it's a little bit more tedious. Yeah, you don't have as much control, mm. especially when you start getting into hi-hats. But a lot of EDM producers are using the playlist because I think every just everything just it does hit harder. It does. It hits harder because do you know why it hits it's, it hits harder? Mm-mm. So I, I figured this out, and I was like, why? Like, why does why does the playlist? Why did drums in the playlist hit harder than the step sequencer? One main reason is just levels. The the levels when you drop uh, an audio sample into the playlist, it automatically is hitting at 100. When you drop one, say, from the browser into the channel rack, mm. and you start going in piano roll, or just you stay in that alone, the velocity in the piano roll when you go and look at it right. is at 80. Yeah, right. It's right, not at right, 100, right. which is why whenever I go in there, especially... I do this with kicks and 808s when I'm doing them in the step sequencer. Mm. Uh, I go into the piano roll and max them all, max them all, all the velocities at 100. Yeah. You know, say I created an 808 pattern. Because they won't I'm peak going all either. The way through. No, they won't clip. They're just hitting at their fullest level. Yeah. And when you drop them in the playlist, you don't. there is none of that. It's already hitting at 100%. Got you. So it's just that, like, that little velocity, yeah. you know, weed that mm-hmm. pops And I up. think it's just a weird <laughs> default thing, maybe to prevent clipping. I don't know why. I really yeah. don't know why it's like that, but it is. So you see, if you ever see like a producer online going into the piano roll right after it, and with kicks and 808s especially in hip hop, <clears throat> trap, even in EDM, boom, they're going straight across and making everything 100 yeah. percent because they don't hit as hard. You could you could just like playlist your kicks and snares and then go into the step su- sequencer with the hi hats because you, you could do that. Pattern it right out yep. and. They have to hit out. A, I mean, they don't have to hit at a lower velocity, but they tend to. Yep. And like you know. But to me, even if I even if I did that, <clears> say <throat> even if I, because I've tried it. Yeah. I, like I'm step sequencer through and through. Gang. With the whole thing. The Frequencer whole gang. Like you said, exactly <laughs> the way you said too. Like symbols and reverses and other like odds and ends effects are gonna go into the playlist. But when it comes to strictly drums, kick, snare, claps, hi hats, percussion, rim shots, eight oh eights. 
step sequencer all day. Yeah. The reason why it's also like you could you said you could do kicks and snares in the playlist, but let's let's say you want like a fill or a roll with the kick drum, then you got to go in. I mean, you got to change the grid anyway in the piano roll, but it just seems like so much more of a hassle in the yeah. playlist to change the grid, you know, to a smaller grid if you want to do a faster snare roll. Mm. Then if you start, oh, like I want a snare roll, but then I want to change the pitch of my snare roll. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Change the pitch of every single audio clip in the playlist? No, right. you're going to go into the piano roll and into the step mm-hmm. sequencer, into the piano roll and change the pitch, right. which is essentially still in the step sequencer, technically. Yeah. That, like, if chip. you want to get into that, it's just like, yeah, you just do right into the step sequencer. And I feel like, I don't know why, uh, like, it's a, it's about workflow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think people, like, I, it's, we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. When we, we find something that works as, like, producers. We find something that works. And, like, it takes a lot to, like, deviate from it a lot, uh, like, sometimes. Where you're just, like, I'll be open. I, can, I consider myself a pretty open-minded person. And I'm ready to, like, do different, you know, do things differently. But by the same token, some shit, I'm just like, what you mean? Mm. This is the way we do it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way we do yeah. it. We just get stuck, you know, uh, set in our ways. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, you know I mean? I'm guilty of it. If I want to switch up the kicks for, you know, that little passage, mm-hmm. all I'm going to do is make unique on that loop right there. I'm going to, you know, go into the step sequence and bump, make them hit a little bit differently. I'm going to put the shuffle right there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the snares, make them roll, make them pitch, just like you said, like just... Yep. You know, automate the pitch. Yep. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about, too, was to switch it up a little bit is, I mean, to go back on some vocal stuff, mm. some vocal sauce. I wanted yeah. to do like a verses. We don't have to go through a whole list of verses, but I want to do like a verses, one plugin mm. versus another plugin. OK. Right? And this is uh, for vocal tuning. So when it comes mm. to vocal tuning, mm. we all know if you don't know, FL Studio has one of the best stock auto-tuning, I know you can't say auto-tuning because that's, you know, the brand, but you know what I mean? Like tuning, um, automatic tuning plugin called Pitcher, fire, right out the gate, nothing too special. Obviously, it's not going to sound as great as a $1,000 pitching plugin, but it's, I've used it for many sessions and everybody is satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have Newtone, which is the manual way of doing things. So essentially, it's like Waves Tune or it's like Melodyne, Mm -hmm. but stock. For FL, <laughs> another stock plugin that like people sleep on. Yeah, we have a Melodyne in FL Studio. Right. So when I'm so put it this way, I mean, it, I guess it depends song by song, but when you're doing your vocals and you want to get uh, you know a polished tuning, mm-hmm. are you going to Pitcher or are you going to Newtone or are you doing both? Yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it through the Pitcher. Um, and then I'll kind of get it to where I want it to hit. I'll have the speed all the way up at first to sort of like find if it like the right key and if it's generally hitting them the right spot, then I'll, I'll taper that speed back, um, to kind of fit where I want it to sometimes a little faster. If there's like that embellishment that you kind of want that flare. Um, and then if there's just like a note, usually like a, a transient note or like a tail off or some sort of roll. Um, that's when I'll kind of use uh, new tone to kind of like click it into the scale. It's a good way of using it. You know? I've used it like that a lot. Just like an assistance, good. you know. Yeah. Just where sometimes the notes hit. just don't hit right mm-hmm. with just pitcher. Yeah. So you got to kind of 
nudge a little note. What's cool is you can make new melodies with bro. new tone. You bro, done new tone? I know you've done a lot bro. of that. Dude. Bro, some of my best like content and just even just like music in general was done. Like I've created harmonies from scratch with new tone. Mm-hmm. So I'll pull in a vocal. I've done it with your vocals in the past. Yeah, I've done it. I can't. What what song was it? They might have to go back and look what song we did together, but um, maybe I can pull it up afterwards and drop mm-hmm. it in the comments. But awesome song. And I remember making a harmony off of one of the vocals with just new tone. So yeah. I, I take the vocal. I would know what key it's in. Mm-hmm. So I would bring it and drag it into new tone. Or, you know, you, you can right click and you can hit open in new tone. Yeah. However, which way you do it. Bring it up into new tone. It analyzes it. It gets the the notes and the pitch and all that. Then you can go up into the scissor tool. See, this is why we got to get a laptop on the podcast. Facts, and we can so see right it now, right in yep. real time. Yeah. So I, I think uh, some people mentioned that, you know, just a little side note, is to maybe, like, we get a little bit more interactive with it and bring a laptop. So that's definitely in the cards for the podcast, which is going to make things just level up a little bit more. Facts. But so I'm trying to remember off the top of my brain in Newtone, little uh, scissor tool up top, mm-hmm. bring it down, and then you can go to scale. Then you can choose the scale. So whatever scale the, the song is in, choose the scale. Right-click instead of left-click so it doesn't close the whole thing out. Then you can also hit snap to scale. So uh, choose the scale. Then right next to it, above it, it's snap to scale. So mm-hmm. choose snap to scale, close that window out. Then inside the grid, now you have this vocal that's like looks like the piano roll, which is another reason why I love Newtone because it's just set up like everything else in FL Studio and so easy to pick up if you know all the plugins. Mm-hmm. It's not like learning a different language, really. When you buy or get a new third-party plugin, it's like you know they got their own way of creating these things. So now with the snap-to-scale feature, say you're in C-sharp minor. Mm. Now anytime you bump a note up, up or down in the scale, you're staying within C-sharp minor. You're not going to be... You're not going to put any of those notes into a wrong note in the scale. Right. So no matter what you do, it might not sound right, but it's going to be in the scale of C sharp minor. And then, and then that and then opens create the door a to create yeah, creativity yeah. right there. So then I like, don't know. Work around. Somebody like me that doesn't know music theory, mm-hmm. that's a game changer because now I can just like audition different things. I can even not listen to it at all and just move a note up, down, up, down, up, down and kind of leave it and then just drag it in and see if it works. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, yeah. I'll maybe go back. Yep. The one thing I will say when you do the harmonies like that, and this goes for recording harmonies from scratch or doing it this way, making fake harmonies, right? Uh, I will say that sometimes it sounds like it doesn't go, even though if you do a little bit of mixing, it goes. Yeah. Like, you you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Merck for sure. might know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, it might just be like an EQ thing. Some of the low EQ frequencies. EQ or leveling. Yeah. yeah. A, lot, I, a lot of times, or... A stereo separation thing mm-hmm. that brings me to like a you know a different level of finding space in the mix with those harmonies. Mm-hmm. So say say you just do the one main vocal you've created the you know the fake harmony doesn't sound right. It's maybe sounds like it's clashing or maybe the notes don't sound like they're right. But you got to try a couple more things before you pass on it because like I said EQ out the lows make it really thin. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do a stereo separation thing where I'll go into the sampler. So I'll double click on the audio. Go into the sampler, go into pre-computed effects, mm-hmm. and stereo delay it left or right. Yeah. Splits the signal, and it makes it sound like it's almost two vocals wide. Mm-hmm. And that gives it a different aspect. It gives it its own space. And 
sometimes instantly it just makes it click and it makes it yeah. sound like it goes right and away. And those frequencies that we're fighting are now spread out so that they're not like taking up too much of the sonic exactly, sphere. Bro. Or exactly. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy how sound works, bro. It's 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 wild. So you gotta you'll try hear it and things. you'll be like, oh that sounds out, but really what it is is it's it's cluttered, you mm -hmm. know? And like uh some people will get like super uh like stereo separation happy, I notice. Yeah. Like sometimes well people will put like I do. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, some of our early stuff, like I feel like when when we probably first learned about like the stereo separation knob mm -hmm. with game changer, by yeah. the way. But like the one in the mixer or the one in the sampler? The one in the mixer. Yeah, the one in the mixer is game changer. Where too. we would like just be like, oh, it makes it sound so epic and wide. Send it all the way. Crank it. <laughs> Crank it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, so there might be some people wondering, like, oh, I don't have that knob. You mm. do. Everybody has that knob in FL's mixer. Sometimes you just have to change the view of your knob. I mean, not your knob, but your, but your mixer. You have to change the view so you can see that knob. In the super right. compact one, or there's another one. So in the top left of your mixer, there's a drop down that might say compact, compact one, compact two, whatever. Yeah. Um, some of those may not show the stereo separation knob. Gotcha. And you you just have to choose a different view on gotcha. your mixer. I always use the, um, I think it's, I don't know, it's like extra wide or ultra big. I don't know, mm -hmm. the biggest, biggest one, extra large, I think. I think I just go to the extra large one because I put it on my uh, my right screen mm -hmm. and it just takes up the entire right monitor. monitor so I have the dual monitor brother. set up. Hey, Life game changer, bro. I'll never go back to a single screen unless I like I have to if I'm in a situation where mixer just stays on that right screen, bro. Yeah, on the extra large dual mode, monitor, bro. Command bro. center, because then you can see like especially especially when I was doing like heavy vocals all the time and like whenever I'm mixing a song with vocals in it, mm -hmm. I have to have that mixer open all the time just just so I can sit back and just see things and listen. Right. And if I can see the most amount of mixer tracks that way too, yeah. And not you're not jumping between views and yeah. windows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I have like ADD when it comes to that stuff too. So if I bring something up that I'm working on, I'll forget about something else that I have in the background. Mm. So I, I like just having things kind of spread out and where I can see the majority of things going on at the same time. So the mixer being over there is a game changer. Having that on the extra large view or another one so you can see that stereo separation knob is key too. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of like mixing and mixing you know, techniques and plugins. Last episode, we did the top five VSTs. Yeah. This day, uh, this episode, this week, we're going to do our top five favorite mixing FL stock plugins. Mm. You want to start this one again or you want me to start it? You start it up. All right, I'll start it again. We got Larry's my picks. My number one, uh, again, is Patcher. Yeah. You might think if you don't know what Patcher is, most underrated stock plugin in the world. Not even in just FL. In the world. <laughs> in the world. I can't say it enough. I'll say it on every podcast, every interview, every week if I can. Underrated. Um, especially more so on the mixing side of things. Because um, when you open it up, the presets alone. Not only can you do the same thing you can in as a, as a VST instrument, where you can stack plugins on plugins on plugins and make your own plugin essentially. Mm-hmm. You could do that, but the presets inside uh, of of Patcher as a mixing plugin. So if you open it up in the mixer, it's different. Like the presets come up different. Mm. That you you don't see them if you open it up in the channel rack with the plus button. So you see a whole different list of, of presets in there. A lot of one knob <laughs> presets. So 
the one knob presets might not be like you said, like it's almost like a sound goodizer thing. So you got to really know what you're doing. Yeah. But there is like a laundry list of presets in there: compression, limiting, um, side, even sidechain stuff. So it's like like a legit sidechain preset in there. So it's got like a mix of like stylized effects as well as just stuff that you would just use to like you know compress your vocals and mm -hmm. make them like uniform throughout yep. the thing. So there'll be different effects like like, know, like sauce up type like effects, satellite delay, yeah, like know, that space. kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. As well as a one knob compressor, nice. A one knob limiter. Nah. A oh, three. Hell yeah! Right. Yeah. So it's it's wild, bro. It's 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 have you, game changer. Have you like listened to kind of like what the the characteristics of the the compressor are? Is it like generally like harsh or is it like? There's a couple of different ones that are less harsh, more harsh. Oh, cool. And cool, uh, cool. you know the one knob one specifically. And I I was I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, now that I'm thinking about the patcher presets in the mixing side of things. It seems like there's a different company that makes those. It's called Wise Labs. So if mm. you open it up and you look like in the bottom right, so it's almost like they went to another company to, or just somebody that has their own brand that just makes those presets. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 wild. Yeah, they they definitely tapped in because I've always wondered like who makes the plugins and stuff and who makes the instruments. Like it's all these. Different I, yeah, I, I wonder if they. Stuff. I want to meet some of these If they folks. outsource, or I'm, I'm sure that they have people within the company. I'd love to, like, yeah, I'd love to interview somebody that's yeah, you know, like, on that team. Oh, that you, made, uh, you made the Citrus Bell? <laughs> yeah, like, who made Sakura? <laughs> that would be crazy to have guests on, That would bro. be amazing. Yo, like, I already got a list of guests going, but we got to add that to the list. We got to do some research. in-house Find out who made designers. Sakura. Like yeah. who I want to interview the person or people that made Sakura. Yeah. Or any, like, stock <laughs> plug-in that's fire. That would be crazy that would to, get be sick. It, to get people on like that. Absolutely. Wild, bro. Get like VST designers and that would I yep. I'd be so into that. That would be right. so sick. Be like, I, use your, <laughs> I use your VST all the time. Too. All right. I got sidetracked. But <laughs> man, we talk too much. <laughs> I talk too much. <laughs> uh my number two is gross beat. I mean, if you don't know gross beat, you must be living under a rock. Or you just started mm. out, no judgment. But gross beat. Amazing stock plugin for effects. So this isn't necessarily a mixing plugin. Effects. You got time and you got volume. So gating, where it can sound like you, you're side chaining a melody or mm -hmm. a vocal. Put it on whatever you want. There's, it's like split in two. You got time, where it can glitch things out. So it's got all different presets for glitches and uh, halftime glitches. So that's where like the first time I ever came across a halftime thing in, yeah. in, in my life. Was through gross beat. Made some where you hard had to, beats with gross beat. So not only only do they have that first list of presets, it's almost like you got to go in the back end and change the preset list. Mm. So in order to get to that half time, uh, it doesn't say half time. I think it says half speed or like, yeah, it says half I speed. Half speed, right? Yeah. In order to get to that, you have to go to the menu and presets and then go to momentary. You have to change that whole list of presets to momentary. Yeah, yep. And then you can get to that halftime. I love with gross beat specifically where you can um so like you have uh, on your level or your um your inserts where you have all the different effects and mm -hmm. stuff, the input level of each yep. plugin. I love with gross beat, whatever the effect is that I decide on, just like cutting that yeah, in bro. half. 
So you're saying, yeah. So like, so it's dual signals. The yep. original sound, yep, mixed with like the reversed version yep. or the pitched up version. Yep. You know what I love doing in in gross beat? Uh. Uh, sometimes I won't even use it as the glitching side. I'll leave the glitch alone. And uh, on the bottom, I'll do a gate. I'll do a side chain. Yeah. But it'll be like a like a four on the floor side chain meant for like some EDM stuff. I'll take out the second and the fourth one. Yep. So it's just the one and the three. So it's just the it's just a, a side chain on the one and the three, and then I'll do what you said, and I'll bring down that yeah. volume mix knob on the gate. So it's just a that. slight little side chain effect going on. Yeah. And then I'll throw some some other like effects. That's mm -hmm. great for doing things and making your melodies really stand yeah. out. And then just like for the people watching, don't stop there. Mm. Like once you hear what Larry and I are talking about, don't just like jack that and be like, oh, I'm gonna crank it a fifty. Try adding another gross beat to the mixer chain yeah. and the, like messing around with that. Try printing the entire thing and then manipulating that, like resample your thing. Mm -hmm. So that way we within the producer community are perpetuating like just creativity as opposed to like doing shit that people are already doing. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yeah, just don't stop. Yeah, I never stop uh, playing. Yep. You know, have it's fun so with much it. fun. Yeah. Get it to just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I mean. That's something that I just like fell in love with specifically is doing that kind of thing. And I don't know what you would really categorize it as. I mean, it's producing, but like tinkering, sampling, tinkering, <laughs> pr producing, whatever you want to call it. Vibing. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. Bro. I'll take it, bounce it to audio. Get wacky. In audio, maybe I'll reverse it or maybe I'll duplicate it. I'll The, <clears throat> the duplicated version, I'll pitch down in a full mm -hmm. octave. I'll duplicate another one, make it as unique. Copy that one down. I'll reverse that one. Yeah. Mess, just just keep messing with the samples. Always. Even if it's on a sample that you made or that you didn't make, that you may mm -hmm. downloaded from a pack, free pack, paid pack, FL Cloud, whatever. Manipulate them. Yeah. Make it your own. Have fun Make with it. Make it your own. Because that's, that's where you're going to get your style. That's yeah. where you're going to get your, your sauce. That's For where sure. you're going to get your sound. Mm-hmm. Like, mess with it. And that's There's what nothing... these tools are all about, yeah. anyways. Is like, you have this ability, right? Like, the, the you know, you have this ability to manipulate, so use it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's not about just, like, speeding through, like, speed running your beats. Like, don't speed run your beats. <laughs> Sit there, vibe with it for a minute. Literally just find the hardest loop. Take that sound, have that on repeat, loop it up. Until it's just hitting just the right way. Mm -hmm. Use stuff like the gross beat, the patcher, like the d different yeah. delays and stuff. Yeah. Bro, we're only on number three. <laughs> <laughs> so number three for me is uh, Fruity Delay. Of course. <laughs> you know Fruity I mean? Delay 3. Number three, Fruity Delay 3. Delay 3 is The so shit you can sick. do with Fruity Delay 3 is out of this world. <laughs> So the ping pong, the different styles of delay, the panning, the stereo separation, the warping that you can do in there. If you haven't messed with Fruity Delay 3, you need to start using it. If you're on 2 still, that's fine. But if you want a little bit more sauce, a little bit more mm -hmm. extra. Listen. Fruity, Fruity Delay, delay 3. three. Mm -hmm. You get the little, like, distortion on mm -hmm. there. Bro. Yep. Out Insane. of control. Um, I've, even, I've even seen... Uh, this this dude Giorts, I think he he's from Greece. So his name on Instagram is Giorts. It's like G E O R T Z mm. something like that. Um, he put me on to this crazy way, this crazy technique to use with delay three, and it's not even essentially a delay, but you can use it if you put the time all the way down and you do one other setting. I'm gonna have to pull it up and do it, but you can essentially make it into a lo-fi plugin. 
out of the delay. So huh. you're, you're you're taking you're taking the time out of it, and you're just using the effects portion of the plugin. Right, 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 and, right. And he turned it into a lo-fi plugin where it's wobbly, shaky. It almost sounds like an RC20 type of vibe with Damn. Fruity Delay 3, bro. Crazy. So I'm saying experiment. Have fun. Have fun with that. You know? Number four is uh, New Tone. We talked heavily on New Tone, so I won't go into that as much. New Tone, game changer you for vocal. Know. You got to know. Uh, and number five. I see number five. You see number five. Heavy. Fru heavy. <laughs> Fruity Soft Clipper. Uh-huh. Use this on your drums, on your single drums, on your kicks to get that punch. To mm -hmm. get the 808 to really stand out in your mix, the punch. And, I mean, most importantly, where I see myself and a lot of other producers using it is on the master. Mm -hmm. If you're making beats, don't master your beats. Don't fully master just a beat. It's not necessary. People, I think, misconstrue the word master, right? Mm. Master a full song when it's done. But if you're looking to put your beats out there uh, on streaming platforms or looking to get artists on them, don't fully master them. I, you, you want room for the artist. You want that space. You want that dynamic in that master in that mix right so just throw the soft just the soft clipper is fine on there love the soft clipper i like and for the longest time i didn't really understand like what exactly what it was, it was doing mm -hmm. but it seems to be like just a a nice like saturation yeah and then you know a soft clipping yeah I mean? it's just like whoo yep you got hard clipping and soft clipping hard clipping is a limiter mm -hmm. and the soft clipper is so it's bad. rolled off it's just like it's like it's like that sauce that yeah. you put on something and you're yeah. just like, what is what is that? You know, just the right like, oh, just the right bit of sauce, gosh, just a little bit of that. You know, what nice mean? little flavor, a little bit of soft clipper in the mix. Mm -hmm. Your shit is gonna sound so fucking phenomenal. People are gonna be like, how would you do that with soft clipper, bro? On so we vocals, got my top five. A little bit of chomp, uh, chomp on that. So that's my top five mixing. What's my your top, top five? My top five is very similar. Um, I would say. If we're, we're doing mixing top fives, fruity compressor. Mm. Come on, man. You can't even just. That's my style, baby. Yep. Just fruity compressor. Can't get any better. Like it's, a good, I mean? it's a good. It's got it's a, a nice vintage uh, vintage setting on there. I'll use that for guitars. It's good for if you're trying to just glue together like a little bit on the master. Put that, you know, one to one ratio. Super light. Mm -hmm. Dial that, you know, that threshold back and compensate with the gain. It's just great, you know what I mean? And forget about it with the vocals. Like, just a nice little... It's That's gonna... a slept-on stock plug-in, too. Yeah. People, when you think, oh, compress vocals, compress instruments, mm -hmm. nobody really, I feel like, wants to go to a stock plug-in for that kind of thing. Everybody's always right away looking, all right, what's the what's compressor that, that this uh, producer's using in right. his videos or... And in, what they really songs. are looking for in that, sen uh, like in that sense is... Uh, Kind of like a hack or a preset, I feel like, a lot of times. Yeah. And what I like Because about, they don't understand compression. Mm -hmm. You're to take the time. Those, compression is one of those uh, tools that you're pretty much exclusively using your ears. And that's why a lot of people mm. pick it up last. Yep. You I lit, did. I know I did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. And But once I figured it out, I was just like, oh, now I've leveled up. There are a few times where you level up your mixing. Compression is one of them. Once you understand like how it's working... When you understand um, like attack and release, mm -hmm. that's also a big one. You know what can help you? What helped me a lot understand compression? And if you're a visual learner, 
and you have a hard time. Like I feel like I have a I had a hard time learning with just my ear. Yeah, I always need like a little bit of a visual. What helped me is the fruity limiter on the compressor setting because it gives you the visual of yeah. what is actually happening when you compress something. Yeah, you can actually physically you can see for it. Yeah, and then you can listen at the same time, and you're like, oh my god, that's literally that what's helps. happening right now. Yeah, now I can have it in my brain like. What's going on when I master a vocal? What's actually happening to this wave? Mm -hmm. If I see this wave and I see the little peaks coming down and I see the gray line mixed with the blue line, I know this was my new signal and this is my old signal. <laughs> you know, I could see what's going on with compression. Mm -hmm. I know how to, I, I know what's going on now. That helped me a lot. I say number two. Number two, I'm going to go a little. I'm a little crazy here, but I'm I'm going to the chorus. Ah. I'm going to put a little bit of chorus on the vocal, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to just adjust it so that it's barely audible within context. Mm. Not isolated vocal, but within context of the rest of the music, just where it's just adding a little bit of extra something. Fruity chorus. Fruity chorus. And just feeling like, feeling it shift. You know, like... That's why I mean, like, listening to it within the context of the music, you're just feeling for a difference. So that's why I'd put Fruity Chorus in there. Again, it's not, like, all the time. It's not for everything. And do you feel like you get, like, a little bit of stereo width out of it? Is that Yeah, what yeah, it kind of feels like, uh, it makes it feel like whatever is being said might as well be a hook. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some, whatever he's saying sounds good as hell mm -hmm. right now. And I think that the chorus does that. Will you put that on your main vocal takes, like a verse? Yeah. Like a single vocal take, just slightly? Yeah, especially Boom. if it's got, like, a little bit of a melody line to it, or if it's got, like, a, a, a like a catchy cadence. Like, something that's Any more, like... Any specific preset in there that you put it on? Or you just, like, the open it up and leave it? Default? Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like... Uh, like go right into the default one, yeah. and then just literally adjust the input on that that mixer on that on the inside stack. the mixer knob. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, just the in, the input yep. on that. Um, don't you know? I don't mess around too much with like all the extra knobs. It's fun sometimes when you want to go for like a stylized something, mm -hmm. like a stylized chorus on like a guitar thing where you're like, I want a specific feel. But with chorus and stuff, I always listen in context because it's. For me, it's all about like what the chorus is kind of doing within everything else, you mm -hmm. know. Um, Fruity Delay Three, we talked about it. Fruity Delay Three is just such a powerhouse. Like I'm a big Fruity Delay Two guy. Yeah. But with Fruity Delay Three, it's just it's so cool to like hear. I don't know, like I mentioned it, where there's like a little distortion effect where you can just put like the delay with the distortion. You can it just cuts down the other effects that you would normally put on it. Yeah. Like, so you don't have... It just takes away, like, more plugins. Like, right. you have everything within Delay 3. You have all these different ways <laughs> you can manipulate it. Um, I mean, the Fruity Limiter, great mixing stock plugin. Like, I think the Fruity Limiter, once... Like, you really put me onto that, honestly, where I was like... I, would, I loved how glued together the vocals sounded, where it was just like, it's going to hit at that spot all the way through, mm -hmm. no matter what the dynamic shift might be. Especially for your vocal it hit and there. rap vocals, man. Rap vocals, you want... Something that you know is going to be consistent. Yeah. You can put one limiter <clears throat> setting on the entire vocal. Right. And just crush it just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Yep. Like, just anybody listening or watching, you just put that limiter on, take a little, you know, roll it back, and then just boost it. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to stick to that yep. zero dB. You know, sauces on that, too? If you use the saturation knob mm -hmm. and just 
a little tiny click. Yeah. Like two clicks to where it turns red. Like right when it turns red, so it's activated. Yep. And leave it. Yeah. And it adds just this little bit of like saturation that's just so fire. Yeah. And and part of the reason why it's so important to get into um like the, I feel like those are like the founder plugins. Like those are the plugins that when you use stuff like Soundgoodizer, they're pulling from <laughs> these plugins or other plugins are probably pulling from the limiter where like once you're in the limiter, the original, the original sauce god, you're in there and you're realizing like saturation um compression rate or like the threshold um you know like that's where you're kind of what you just said you said just a tiny bit of saturation mm -hmm. literally one click with the presets and stuff what usually happens is if you look at that saturation knob it's probably like six clicks it's cranked yeah it's cranked yeah and you know not not for everything mm -hmm. <laughs> not for everything better to better to figure out on, before on you move on to the next one uh -huh. limiter like let's not even uh gloss over the fact that we use oh i i've in the past a million times used the limiter for side chaining oh yeah so you on the compressor setting you're using right. that so Again. you're using the fruity limiter but not on the limiter setting if you're not familiar with the fruity limiter there's two tabs mm -hmm. limiter is on by default and then you can choose, uh, you can turn it over to the compressor setting. So if you want a side chain, yeah, that's what I use side chaining for. And, and that's what that's how I side chain a lot of my stuff. And side chaining is not just like the EDM effect of like boom, bump, bump, boom, bump. It's also like I want that kick to hit a little mm -hmm. extra hard. I'm gonna side chain the 808 and mess with the release so that way the second that kick is done, the bass is back. Yeah, it's not like a wobble. Yep. It's a it's mixing just, effect rather than. Uh, an effect yeah like, yeah it's a, it's a mixing technique rather yeah. than an effect you're gonna make that kick just yep. be right up in there you yep. know and that's why fruity limiter in my top five easy very versatile sniped it bow <laughs> what um, do you want now four what's i think that, that, no that was four i think that might be four so one um more. and then i'll go to uh <laughs> Maybe pitch shifter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitch shifter. Oh, pitch shifter is wicked cool. Um, you just in real life pitch shifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, damn, do I want to, here's the thing. Do I want to go, I could go two ways with it. Mm. You only got one slot left. I know. This is the, this is the tough part when you got to get to the last one. Yep. I mean, I'll just, I'll say I was going to do the reverb, one of the reverbs, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do the parametric EQ one. Love parametric EQ two. There you go. But I'm just, I'm putting this out yep. there for y'all. Get involved with the parametric EQ one just to kind of figure out what's going on. You ain't got to keep whatever you do, but just start to hear the relation and be like, oh, all right. You know, that's what I'm doing when I'm scooping out this specific band area yep when i narrow the band there try like you know doing additive eq with the parametric one and subtractive eq with parametric two you know what i'm saying try it out mix it up you know what i'm saying awesome yeah yeah i we touched on that in the first episode and i did like one of the short videos on that yeah bro so if you can eq without using your eyes you're in a you're in great shape if you can use compression without using your eyes you're in great shape. Like you're miles ahead of the game. Um, but obviously, use all the tools at your, you know, at your facility. You know what I'm saying? If you 
if you have eyes, use them. But, you know, also be like, start to, you know, um, it's like, what do they call it when you're working out? You've got like mind body, you know what I'm saying? You start to develop that. Same thing with your ears and your eyes. You know, you start muscle to, memory. Yeah, muscle memory, and you, you realize, oh, all right. You start to correlate what these ratios are doing in terms of the effect that they have on your ears. Right. You know. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's a good top five. I think it's um, keyword time. Oh, it is. It's keyword time. <laughs> we got today's think. keyword. For those of you still listening and watching, this is where you're going to get this keyword, and you're going to enter to win a copy of FL Studio Producer Edition. So in the comments, comment the word Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) So now... uh, You like my jersey? (laughs) And, uh, you know, in between this episode and the next episode, I will go through the comments and see whoever commented that keyword. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose one of you to win. And like I said, every other week, we're going to be doing the same thing. FL giveaway every single week. Shout out to Image Line. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um... I don't know if we have any anything more to talk about. I don't. No, I mean, with ten minutes left on the block, it's like yeah. we could do a quick little rapid fire or something. But we could also just call it. You know? Yeah, we can we can call it. Let's call it. Let's save sure. it for the next one. Yeah. Let us know down in the comments what you want to see in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and watching our podcast. Check it out every single Tuesday. You got anything else to say? Um. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to drop a... (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. It's John Phelps, ITS John Phelps on all the social media stuff. Yeah, all the links down in the description below. You can check us both out on all socials. And uh, as always, like, comment, share, subscribe, and make sure to share this with a friend if you get me.